The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Like I've been sharing with us, we are doing our best to make sure everybody is fully connected with what is going on um, this part of the year. Several things are going on at the same time. And I want you to be conscious of everything and take advantage of everything that God has made available to us. Number one, it's the new year. Glory be to God. It's the new year. And among several things we've shared with us, how we walk with God in this beginning part of the year, this first month of the year, can play a major part in what we experience for the rest of the year. The Bible teaches extensively about the first, first fruit, the beginning. So again, I want to encourage everyone to be very sensitive to God at this time. Um, spend time with Him a lot, your private moments. Spend time with Him. Pray. Fast. If you need to. Apart from the fast we've done corporately, we did three days at the beginning of the month. We're going to do another three days at the end of the month. But wait on God. Get divine instructions from God. Glory be to God. Make Him your focus. One word from God. One direction from God. One correction from God. That's what some of us need. You need a correction, sir. And as we engage God, we can do that. Also, we are still in the aftermath phase of our convention. Very, very important. I mean, I was listening again to those blessings Reverend George declared over us. Just listening to the messages during the week. I mean, and I was just tremendously blessed. Just hearing it afresh again. It's not everything that is spoken over you or that has been said to you that you got. Particularly in a convention. A one-week convention with several speakers. Again, I pray for you. May you not be that guy. And when I say guy, I mean man or woman. That six months from today, the impartations that were made on you in December, they will not be evident in your life. Can I hear a louder amen? Start to note many people, that's their story. Come for an anointed meeting, get blessed. You yourself know you are blessed. You know you are blessed. You know you are blessed. But three months, six months, one year, two years down the line, and over the years, I've learned from God that it's what people do after the meeting. That is where they miss it. It's not that they didn't come for the meeting. It's not that they were not blessed during the meeting. It's that after the meeting, it's human tendency. People just go to sleep. Forget about what God told them. Refuse to war with the prophecies that were given to them. Just haven't yet understood and mastered the spiritual dynamics of things. God is not going to give you money. I hope you have figured that one out by now. 
God is going to give you the spiritual substance that will bring money to your account. God is not going to give you husband. God is not going to give you wife. God is not going to give you car. God is not going to give you house. God is not going to give you health. God is going to give you the spiritual substance that makes health. The spiritual substance that makes husband, that makes wife, that makes car. You now have to, after God has given you those things, after the encounter of receiving it, you now have to process those spiritual things and bring them out into physical, tangible realities. That's how it works with God. The earlier you understand these things and start living your life by them, the better. So I've learned over time, particularly major meetings or even personal encounters. When God gives me a word, man, sometimes I, I, I hold on to it for two years. Hold on to it for two years. One of these days, I'm going to bring my checkbook here in church and teach from it. Maybe, if God permits me, the next Fixing Financial Challenges summit we are going to do. I just stay with that word. I'm, I'm, as I'm sowing my seed, that's how I'm labeling my seed. There's one word I've been using labeling my seed for over a year now. It's what you do after God gave you the word that matters. Many people let go. The cares of this world, and I know there are cares in this world. The first scarcity of Lagos, and I know there's first scarcity in Lagos. The traffic, the hustle and bustle, somehow, this is how the Bible t- says it. The thief comes and taketh away the word, that, the word that was sown into their hearts. Tap your neighbor, say, don't allow Satan steal your word. Tap your other neighbor, say, don't allow situation and circumstances steal your prophecy. After the word has come, after the prophecy has come, after you have received the word and the prophecy, you now labor with it. When do you stop? Let me tell you the truth. You are never going to stop. But the first time you can even be tempted to stop is after you have manifestation. And like when you now have manifestation, you say, ah, if I don't protect this manifestation, Satan can come and take it again. So you just continue. Continue. Glory be to God. We're going to pray again this morning. I'm not sure whether we've prayed from this text, but it's what came to my heart again. Acts 26 verse 18. So what I'm doing is I'm leading you in New Year prayers. I've picked certain scriptures that God resonated in my heart. I will mention some of them. Go and pray them. We prayed Jabez last week, the prayer of Jabez. First Chronicles 4.10. Good prayer to pray. And when you pray scriptures, please, just by the way teaching here, when you pray scriptures, whether it's prayer of Jabez you are praying or the Lord's prayer or any other text you are praying, don't just pray the specific words that were mentioned there. That is good and that's a good place to start from. But go beyond the words that were written actually and try and catch the spirits behind what was written or the principles behind what was written. So, like I told you, when Jabez was praying, one major principle is that Jabez outlined the kind of blessing he wanted. Started with God bless me, but he now specifically mentioned the kind of blessings he wants. 
And if you study it well, one of the last things he mentioned in that is prayer, the, his last prayer point, you can call them prayer point as you choose, is that the very thing that his mother had used to limit his destiny, he now prayed for God to turn it around. It's a powerful principle of prayer. So the Bible told us he was more honorable than his brethren. And one of the things I learned from that is because he prayed. They didn't tell us his brethren prayed. They were those covenant people. Let me bring it to where you are. Don't move too much in case I'm talking about you. King's word members. That even though the pastor is encouraging them to pray, they are still not praying. You mean to tell me you prayed and God did not answer. We dealt with that a bit on the, in the midweek service. So he was more honorable than his brethren. So it's dishonorable for a covenant child of God. Someone that has a relationship with God not to be praying. In fact, it is forest gumpish. <laughs> if you don't know what forest gumpish means, after a while you'll find out. Just keep coming. You'll figure it out one day. I mean, how can you have an almighty God that has told you, come boldly to the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And you are running your life. You are not using prayer to power your life. Look at someone and say, that's, that's Forrest Gumpish. Maybe that will be my phrase this year. Abby, praise God. Forrest Gumpish. So look, look at this here. This is Apostle Paul recounting the revelation or the vision God gave him when God called him. This is raise me a supernatural army, Apostle Paul version. When God calls a man, he gives you a word. When God called our father in the faith, Dr. K, he said, raise me a supernatural army. Men and a people of the word and a people of the spirit that will be released as explosives into the nations of the world. Those, those were the words Dr. K had, the vision he saw. When God appeared to Apostle Paul, this was the revelation God gave him. Powerful, and it's something you should pray. And it's going to be part of what I'm going to share with us when we begin to share the word of God this morning. Is somebody ready to pray? In fact, let's rise on our feet so we can start praying. To open their eyes, Acts 26 verse 18. This was Paul's mandate. And I, I, I see that there are prayer points there. One prayer you should pray is that God should open your eyes. Open your eyes. That the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened. More than ever before this year. To, to open their eyes. And he now said what? In order to turn them from darkness to light. You should pray that it's the light of God that is beaming forth in your life. Not the darkness of the Nigerian economy. Or the darkness of the world. Or the darkness of Satan. To turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. May your life be under the influence of the power of God rather than the power of Satan. May sickness be far from you. May poverty be far from you. May shame and reproach be far from you. May depression and oppression be far from you. See all those things, darkness, sickness, that has the power of Satan. To turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God or to God. Hallelujah. That they may receive forgiveness. Glory be to God. So many people are walking under condemnation. What they did five years ago or did not do five years ago. What they did ten years ago or did not do ten years ago. What they did last summer or last week. What they did that Pastor T called them out. Maybe you didn't pray this week and Pastor T started talking about his forest gone not to pray. 
rather than receive forgiveness. You're allowing Satan to put condemnation on your life. I hope you understand that when I correct you and when I take this, I'm not trying to condemn you. Talk to me, somebody. Uh-huh. So you can't blame Pastor Tio because I say that every day. But you see, the forgiveness has to be received. It's available, but to receive the forgiveness, and this is really my main point, and an inheritance among those that are sanctified by faith in me. Glory be to God. So you can pray the, the, the entire verse at home. There the are about five, six prayer points there. But the two major things I want you to hold on to this morning is one, that God will open your eyes so that you can lay hold on your inheritance. This ties into what we are teaching. I told you my main message for these three super New Year Sundays is that there is a good, good father that gives you good gifts and good things. So I titled the message, Good Gifts, Good Things, and a Good, Good Father. Hallelujah. To open your eyes to the truth and the revelation and the understanding that God is your father. And if God is your father, my friend, you have an inheritance. Glory be to God. Tap your neighbor and ask him, do you understand that God is the richest guy in the block? The richest guy in the universe? Look at your other neighbor and say, why is your life like this? I mean, your father is the richest man. It's not Bill Gates, it's your father. Eh? God is your father. <laughs> Let me tell you why your life is like this. You don't understand your inheritance. Or your eyes are not open to your inheritance. So you're going to pray that in this year. More than ever before. Number one, my eyes will be opened. And number two, I will be able to receive the fullness of my inheritance. Much more than I've enjoyed. Glory be to God. Someone said, I'm a millionaire. Sir, your inheritance is more than millions. Ah, I'm a billionaire. Sir, your inheritance is more than billions. Ah, I'm a trillionaire. Sir, your inheritance is more than trillions. Lift your hands and say, Father, open my eyes that I may receive the fullness of my inheritance in Christ and in God. Someone that is interested, begin to pray this morning. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Let me begin to comprehend things that I have not comprehended up until now. Health is your inheritance. Divine health. Wisdom is your inheritance. Divine wisdom. Elevation is your portion. It's your inheritance. Your inheritance is not just money. Your inheritance in Christ and in God is not just money. It's all that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. That's your inheritance. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Let me come out from under the influence of Satan. The power of Satan. The darkness of Satan. Let me operate under the light. Like never before. And under the power of God. Let me walk in the fullness of the forgiveness that is mine in Christ. No guilt. No condemnation. No shame. And let me enjoy the fullness of my inheritance in Christ. This is how to pray for a new year. This is how to pray. This is how to pray. God will give you a revelation. And then you pray it. God will give you a word. Like God gave Apostle Paul a word here. To open their eyes. In order to turn them from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I receive forgiveness of sins. I know I'm not perfect. I know I've made mistakes. I know I have shortcomings. But thanks be to God, by the blood of Jesus, I can enjoy every day forgiveness of sins. There's more forgiveness than all the offenses I can commit. Oh, to receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance, my inheritance in God. Come on, one more minute. Take it. Don't just pray. Take something. You pray this prayer well, your life will change. You mean to tell me you prayed and God did not answer. You pray this prayer as well. Your life will change. You pray. God is a prayer answering God. A prayer answering Father. You pray this prayer as well. Your life will change. To open their eyes. That they may receive an inheritance. Come on, 30 more seconds. Cry out to your father. In 2018, my eyes are opened. And I enjoy the fullness of my inheritance in God. Lift those hands this morning. Give him praise from the depth of your heart. Give him praise. Give him praise, somebody. Give him praise. Give him praise. He's your father. And he's a good father. God is not a bad father. God is not an absentee father. God is not a father that delights in punishing his children. Or watching his children suffer. So what are we to do? Examine our ways. Examine our ways. Maybe you don't worship him as your father. And that's why the father benefits don't flow into your life. Maybe. Maybe. So, this moment, this very moment, lift your hands and worship him as your father. As your good father. Worship him as your father. Let his benefits flow into your life as a child of his. Let his benefits flow into your life. Receive from your father. How? Through the avenue of worship. Just worship, worship. Thank you, father. Listen to this. Matthew 15, 26. The Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus. My daughter is demon-possessed. Come and help her. And Jesus made this statement. The Bible said he answered and said to her, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. It is not good to take the children's bread. She was asking for healing, deliverance for her daughter. Jesus called healing and deliverance children's bread. Children's bread. No child of God ought to be sick. No child of God ought to be oppressed or depressed. That her daughter was possessed by a devil and was sick. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. 
I don't know whether you need healing in your physical body this morning or whether it's in your mind or in your emotions or whether it's in your finances. See, healing can go beyond physical or in your marriage or in your career. Any area of your life that needs healing, glory be to God. He called it the children's bread. Will you lift those hands in a moment of worship? I tell you, miracles are going to break out in this room right now. Worship him as your father and tell him I receive the healing. The children's bread of healing in my body. Any part that is not working as it ought, he called it healing. If you are being oppressed or depressed in your mind, receive healing, 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 healing. Your father heals you this morning, this moment, right now. Your father heals you. He heals your finances. He heals your family. He heals your marriage. He heals your business. He heals your career. So this covers every one of us. You may not have a symptom of sickness in your body, but there may be sickness manifesting in another area of your life. Lift those hands in a moment of worship. Connect your eyes to the Father and tell Him, You heal me. You provide healing bread for me. Deliverance bread for me. And I receive it now. I receive it now. I receive it now. Somebody take your healing. Take it. Take your deliverance. Take the provision the Father makes available for His children. The provision. Bread is provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Receive it in a moment of worship. Receive it, somebody. Healing is happening for you right now. Receive it. In a moment of worship. Touch us one, touch us all. Touch us one, touch us all. Children's bread. <laughs> Children's bread. Children's bread. Children's bread. The Holy Ghost is serving children's bread. Children's bread. The Father is releasing children's bread. Children's bread. Children's bread. Children's bread. Children's bread. Somebody take it. In a moment of worship, take it. Children's bread. Children's bread. Good, good father. To you are. Oh, worship and receive. Who you are. <laughs> Who you are. And I am here by you. Provided for by you. Delivered by you. Helped by you. Lifted by you. Made a way for by you. Because you are a good, good Elevated by you. Promoted by you. Restored by you. Comforted by you.
Somebody shout, I receive. Children's bread. Provision for children. <laughs> Glory be to God. Provision for children. I receive. <laughs> I receive. Have you taken your own? I receive. Have you taken your own? Paul said in that text we read while we were praying, Acts 26, 18. Watch, the words were very powerful. That they may receive forgiveness and an inheritance. Receive it because God has given it. 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 Children's bread. I receive. Glory to God. Well, if you have received your own, will you give the Lord a shout? Will you rejoice before? <laughs> oh, somebody, you need to do what you've not been able to do before. Move like you've not been able to move before. Receive healing. If you've received it, rejoice. Hallelujah. 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 Give him the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all the glory. All the glory. All the praise. Take your healing, take your provision, take your deliverance. I receive my own. I receive my own. I receive my own. I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. I receive my own. Oh, somebody's being healed already. <laughs> oh, today marks the end of that condition in your body. Receive my own. Somebody's finances is being turned around already. Today marks the end of that lack and limitation in your life. I receive. The children's bread. Glory be to God. Will you give the Lord one more shout? Hallelujah. 
High five your neighbor to your left, to your right. You can be seated in God's presence. Very quickly, I want you to bring out your devices again, your phone, your tablets. And let's get on Facebook. Kingsword Ikeja share the live stream. Last week was powerful. The previous week when we did not share, um, in the course of the week, we had about 300 views. Last week was over 600 views. So the more of us that have smartphones and can share, um, it will be better. Today is Fragrance Sunday. It's also our second super New Year Sunday. And concerning Fragrance Sunday, it's a day we set aside to consciously spread the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ in our community, in our city. God still has great plans for this city, Ikeja, where we are, and all the surrounding cities we live that people come to. And the Bible says when we spread the fragrance of the knowledge, we are led in victory. 2018 will be your most victorious year to date. In the name of Jesus. So please get on Facebook if you um, have a device. We are giving everyone Wi-Fi. So even if you don't have data on your phone, just search for, I think the details on the screen, Carrie's guest. It's not going to be on for very long, just about five minutes for you to connect and share the link. I would also like to encourage you in the course of the week, after you've left the service, if God blessed you, God healed you, I know in my Noah that somebody got healed this morning, or several people, or God did something to you, you can go back to the post and put a comment. When you add comments and share real-life testimonies, it generates more attention. Praise God. So please, I want to encourage you, apart from sharing the post live in service like this, so that other people may watch part of the service or the whole service with us that are not here physically, in the course of the week, as God begins to reveal things to you or bless you, or you see manifestations, or you have a testimony, you may not have time in every service to invite everyone up to share testimonies. You can share your testimony online, and it will be a blessing to other people. Hallelujah. Say with me, I have a good father. Say it, I have a good, good father. Glory be to God. That's the crux of what I want to share with us over these three super New Year Sundays. It's special on several levels. Like I've been saying, number one, it's the New Year. Consciously give God unusual attention. Consciously. Consciously. It's also the end of the designated aftermath phase. By next Sunday, which is the last Sunday in January, we'll be more or less closing the books on supernatural. Major events like our annual convention, we divide it into three phases. Pre-supernatural, and we use that phase to prepare so that we can take advantage of the event itself, which is the second phase. That happened in December, then post-supernatural, after. So we can take the, the weeks and the months after any major encounter or any major event. Please, I'm reiterating these things because I've seen it transform my life. Seen it transform my life. I saw a pastor post something. I believe it was Wafbeck. Pastor Poju. 
one amazing testimony that happened last year's Wavbeck. There was a couple, the wife was HIV positive. Amazing testimony. She revealed it to the fiancé before the wedding, and the guy still went ahead and married her. Man of faith. Praise God. That's another story. We'll be discussing that when we are dealing with relationships and marriages next month in February. Amazing man of faith. And he kept believing God with his wife now to be delivered from HIV. So that was a major item on the agenda when they went for Wafbeck last year. If you don't know what Wafbeck is, go and Google it. Good, that's the solution. If you don't know what Forest Gump is, go and Google it. We have Google now. I don't have to be telling you everything. And they came for the conference. They released their faith and threw everything inside the conference. And her expectation was that a few days or weeks after the conference, she will be healed. So, because, I mean, they were in faith and everything. After the conference, they went for um, checkup. She was still HIV positive. And she made a mistake many of you make. She dropped her faith at that point. That God didn't do it in 2017 does not mean God is not going to do it. That God didn't do it in the first week of 2018 does not mean God is not going to do it. First of all, get rid of that God is going to do it mentality. Develop a God has done it mentality. Tap someone to your left and to your right and tell him, oh, it is finished, it is finished. God is not going to heal you. God is not going to bless you. God is not going to... Mm, he has. So she dropped the ball. Go to neighbor and say, never drop the ball. The problem is never in God's side. Months after, someone now shared a testimony in church of her own deliverance, I can't remember, that happened through Abbeck. And that stayed, months after, she had stirred up her faith. So she said there was, a, the woman was testifying, there was a week. How many of you saw it on social media? So there was a week her husband was traveling and she now set herself that week got the Wavbeck CDs again that he had had before. And she listened and listened and prayed and prayed and rejoiced and rejoiced all by herself this time. Husband went for a, a course or something. A week after, he now came back and I think she told him and they went to do a test again. This time she was HIV negative. Somebody say aftermath. Aftermath. It didn't happen during the conference. It didn't happen immediately after the conference. But somebody was tenacious with their faith. It happened after. Many people miss what God has given them from the foundation of the world because of how they respond after. So get, go and get the supernatural seed. There's a word for you inside that conference. There's a blessing for you inside that conference. There's a prophecy for you inside that. It has not entered your spirit yet. I know it has entered your ears. But it may not be in your spirit. I just, I mean, I've been doing it for years. Particularly summer blasts are our two major conferences in King's World. I know for the next one year, every summer blast, God has a word for me. Every supernatural God has a word for me. I don't even bother writing too many notes during the conference. I just open my spirit to catch everything my spirit can catch. Then after the conference, I settle down with the CD. And I keep hearing and hearing and hearing. Sometimes it takes me weeks and months. Summer Blast 2017 CD is inside my car. My car is my Bible school. I mean, you drive around Lagos a lot. Calculate the hours you are going to use to drive around Lagos in a year. If you use 80% of that listening to word, your life will not be like this. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, this is what I've been doing for years. One day, something will just come up in my spirit. That's when the seed has entered the ground, really. And by this time tomorrow, there will be fruit in your life.
That's how you do an aftermath. Then you listen to instructions and corrections. 2018, Pastor T, this is what you should do concerning the church. This is what you should do concerning your marriage. Yesterday night as I was praying, I said, Pastor, you said, this is what I believe God wants us to continue to do in 2018. You get all those things after. Because when God sends you a word, he expects a response. Reverend George said something. He said, for you to go back to the way you have been teaching that for years. So it was just a confirmation. After a major conference, to go back to where you are, something is wrong. That's not how you do God. Look at church. Church has changed after supernatural. The new has started. Everything has changed. That's how your life should be. Can I hear a loud amen? Please do that this season. And in these services today and next Sunday, next Sunday is going to be our new year, special new year Thanksgiving. And God gave me some instructions. But this is the first time we're ever going to do it like this. So the, after, the last Sunday of the aftermath, because we are going to be continuing this pattern, it will be a special Thanksgiving. In this case, a New Year Thanksgiving. What do you do in a special New Year Thanksgiving? Like God has told me, number one, you thank God for the last year. I'm going to lead you in certain things we are going to do during the crossover vigil. Please tell somebody, don't miss this month's crossover vigil. It's a very special one. We'll do some there because we have more time than we we'll do some other things on Sunday. You thank God for last year. If God did anything for you in 2017, significant things. God gave me five major things. I'm using five a lot this season. That as a church, we should celebrate him for. And as we celebrate him for those things, he will multiply them in 2018. That's how to, what to do with Thanksgiving. You look back at your life. God, what have you done? I may not be where I am, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. And then you magnify and you celebrate God for what he has done. From your heart. Not because Pastor T is telling you to do it too. That's what I'm telling you now. So you use the next one week to process it into your spirit. And God knows when you are doing it because Pastor T said so. And when you are really doing it from your heart. The reward is different. The guy that is doing it because Pastor T, the guy that is not doing it is not going to get anything. <laughs> the guy that is doing it because Pastor T said so, they will give him small reward. The guy that is doing it because he has taken the revelation. Because Pastor T is just a messenger. Doing it from his heart. Ah, that's the one that gets the maximum report, reward. Ask your neighbor, which one are you? The first guy, the second guy, or the third guy? Please get a response from your neighbor. Which one are you? Number one, number two, or three? We teach these things so that you can put them in your spirit and do them. Can I hear a loud amen? You thank him for what he has done before, then you project. I told you in the midweek service, those of you that came for midweek service, tap your neighbor. You better be coming for midweek service. So, please let me preach to your neighbor. Sometimes you do a better job than the pastor. <laughs> Someone is not talking. Your neighbor, if your neighbor is not responding, jack your neighbor. I mean, get their attention. You know, that's the interesting thing. You know, some people are not hearing what I'm saying. Like we told many of you to come casually dressed today. Some of you obviously did not get the memo. Protocol did not get the memo. Choir did not get the memo. Eh? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll do Fragrance Sunday again next month. Anyway, if you can do evangelism in your suit and tie, praise God for your life. If you can do evangelism with your gile, it's all right. <laughs> it doesn't stop the flow. Amen. You, you thank him. So I said, medical service, write down the things you are expecting God to do. 
have it permanently. Me, I have it here. It's one of my, my life goals and desires. This is not just for this year, for life. You will be amazed how God will be doing them one by each. You understand that French? Uh-huh. <laughs> Praise God. So, in a thanksgiving service, you now thank God for those desires in advance. You thank God for this annual thanksgiving is important. Please, that's why I'm taking time. Thank him for the past, then thank him for the future. I want to encourage everyone again. Come with a special thanksgiving seed. At your level, what you have. When Bible taught, God taught them thanksgiving in scriptures, he told them to come with a thanksgiving offering. As a connection and a, um, an act of faith. Did you get that? All right. If your neighbor is wearing Agbada or Su, tell them don't treat this instruction like you treated the come casual instruction. <laughs> Praise God. Have you shared, those of you that are on Facebook and have internet access, have you shared our live stream? Praise God. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you. Speak to our hearts again. As you've already been speaking to us in this service. Thank you because we will not remain the same in Jesus' name. Matthew 7 verse 11 is our key text. Keep in mind, if you study from verse 7 to 11, the context is prayer. Ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Please tap two neighbors around you. Tell them, pray, 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 pray. Let me tell them again. Pray personally. Pray with Dr. K. And pray with brethren in the church. Those are three levels of prayer we teach you to practice in this church. And taught by scriptures. There's a place for you to pray personally. There's a place for you to pray with your covering. Don't be like Forrest Gump. Take advantage of the spiritual arsenal God has given you. Why should you have a spiritual father that prays daily, five days a week, and you don't take advantage of it? I don't even tell you to pray every day with Dr. K. That may be a bit challenging for you. Pick one day. Pick one day. Sometimes I get very busy. I can't join life. That's why it's on demand. I can pray it after. I couldn't pray the Friday communion one because of things. I, so yesterday, I had time Saturday morning. I plugged it in and I prayed it. Take advantage. That's what we're going to be talking about. The good gifts and the good things the Father has given us, many don't receive them. Dr. K praying for you is a good gift from God. Then pray with the brethren. The pursuit prayer meetings. Different sessions every day of the week, including Sunday morning, we pray pre-service prayer. Ten minutes to service, we pray and we pray together. Take advantage. So the context was prayer. He now got to verse 11 and said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, to your children. Lift your hands and say, I'm a child of God. And if you've not yet given Jesus or you received Jesus in your heart, at the end of this service, we'll give you an opportunity to become a child of God. How much more? Glory be to God. God is a better father than the best natural father. 
That's what he's telling you here. First of all, let the revelation, this is an amazing revelation. It wasn't until Jesus came that this revelation was full-blown in scriptures. Nobody ever related with God as a father, per se. Maybe one or two people mentioned it in the Old Testament, but it wasn't a full-blown revelation like Jesus came to make it happen. In the 1980s, nobody was using an iPad or an iPhone until Apple introduced it. Now everybody is carrying around a smartphone or a tablet. And it has changed our lives. Before Jesus came and the New Testament, the revelation of a father, a good father, relationship with God, it wasn't known. God was just a God. Or a creator. Or a master. So we were his servants. We were his creation. We were his subjects. Or a covenant partner. And all those things are good. And those things still remain. But none of them is as intimate as a father. A good father. Now, the problem with men in the world today is the image of a good father is not there. My cousin said something shocking to me. One of my cousins, after we grew up. It's amazing that it stood in his memory. When he said it, I was shocked. So growing up, he came to spend holidays in our house. We were little children then. It's amazing how things stay in people's minds. I was telling somebody, okay, yeah, we had a pastor person yesterday. I was saying some people behave somehow in their marriage, and you will realize that those, the seeds of those things were sown when they were children. So I was telling the pastors that you don't start praying for marriage the year you get married or the month you get married. People start praying for marriage from the time they were born. The images they've seen with the way their father and their mother related is inside their spirit. So they didn't know they were still preparing for marriage. And they will manifest it after they get married, good or bad. We'll deal with all these things in the month of February. Praise God. So he said this. This after we had become adults, so came to our house. We were, doing, we were playing. Then I think somebody forget, forgot pressing iron or so on a cloth. And the cloth got damaged and got burnt. One of the children. Then he said, when I saw it, I just I said, ah. And I took it and I ran into my parents' bedroom. Mommy, 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 we burnt the cloth. So freely. And my mom just said, ah, you shouldn't have done that. Nothing. And that was the end of it. He said he could never have tried that in his father's house. <laughs> as a child. He was telling me this as a, he's an adult now. He has his own children now. That if he burnt a cloth with the iron, he will hide it. Because if daddy should find out, the cane they will chop. In fact, if they're not careful, all the children will be beaten for the other one. That I had the liberty to say, Mom, I'm going to show my mother. After I committed the crime, he couldn't believe it. The other day, Toby just barged into our room. He, he likes lying down on me. And all that. And I was just thinking about God. I've been thinking about this man. I was like, now, that is a, an example of how free I was with my parents. But I wasn't so free to pack into my parents' room when I was his age. Then to go and lie down with my father on the bed. Ah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> and I don't remember because it never happened. So there's good and there's better. And there's best. 
That's why he's telling you here that, look, they are good fathers, oh, but they are evil. All men, except they get born again. And even some that are born again, we are still trying to help them get rid of the evil nature inside of them. But God is a good father. And he gives us good things and good gifts. Three quick thoughts here. Number one, God has great plans for you. Great. You, you should settle these things inside your spirit. I don't care what you are going through. God told them in Jeremiah 29, 11, they were in captivity that God summoned them into for their rascality. They were disobedient. God allowed their, them to go into captivity. But God said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and of you to give you a future. That is for rascals. So. Rascals. He had a good plan for rascals. Good plans for you. Romans 8, 29. This is talking about you and I. For whom he foreknew, he predestined. Watch the plan for your life. That's our pursuit this month. Alignment to divine plan. I've not really, I'm building up to get into that message. Hopefully I'll get into that this Wednesday. Alignment, that's your prayer. My life changed forever to certain realms that I've been enjoying now for over a decade when I left Ikeja as associate pastor, what Pastor Leia does for me now is what I was doing for Pastor Noel when I was director of operation. And I went to pastor my first local assembly in Alagbado over 10 years ago, some 11, 12 years ago. Certain things that happened that were not happening before. Look at me, I will say it to you again, I've not had a bad day. I'm serious. So it may be strange to you, you may think it's crazy. I've not had a bad day since then. And I look back now, I realize I, that year, I became more aligned to the divine plan for my life. Unknown to me, God's purpose and plan for my life, at least for this phase, is to pastor. Not just be an associate pastor. And that's an interesting thing. I have now realized the difference between an assistant pastor, an associate pastor, and a pastor. There's a difference between a teaching pastor. I love that message Pastor Neil taught us during Supernatural. You must know the kind of pastor you are. Alignment to divine plan. Things work when you are perfectly aligned. Pray with me and say, Heavenly Father, I receive grace, direction, wisdom, correction to be perfectly aligned to your plan for my life. He foreknew you. He knew Pastor T is supposed to be a pastor. Pastor T is not supposed to be a businessman. God help Pastor T if he abandons his call as a pastor to be doing business. He will figure on that business. And most likely he will be struggling all his life. And he will be seeing businessmen that are soaring, that are flying, that are elevated. Why? That is the plan for them. But you, sir, your plan is King's Word. Not even just any King's Word, Ikeja. Not even it didn't start at Keja. You see, this thing is in phases. If they told me to go to Alabado and I said, ah, how can they send me to Alabado and send Pastor Jimmy to Lekki? You see Reverend K now. You know some people are like that. Don't move too much. They know I'm talking about you. Alabado. A old me, chartered accountant. Let me tell you one of the best things, looking back now, that helped me. There was no room for Satan to even plant that thought, that kind of thought. The room was in there. 
See, sometimes thoughts come and enough to feed them. God had helped me at that point to renew my mind so much. There was no room for that kind of nonsense thoughts. He foreknew you. Watch the plan. Predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son. Jesus. We should put Pastor T here. Put Jesus here. We can't tell the difference. That is the plan. Can I hear a loud amen? Tap your neighbor and say, that's where you are going. That's where you are going. So that Jesus might be the firstborn among many brethren. And like we read last week, the Bible calls us first fruits as well. This first here, Jesus' own first was obviously priority or position. I told you first in Bibles means different things. But our own first is obviously we are not firstborn or first fruits. Jesus is the first fruit. So why would the Bible still call us first fruits? In that sense, like I said last week, it's not referring to priority or position. It's referring to quality. We humans, particularly born again humans, we are the cream de la cream of God's creation. That's what the word first means in scriptures. So Jesus is the first. We are also called first fruits. But we are talking about two different things. Can I move on? Verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, he called. So one day, called Pastor T. It was a phone call. Rebecca called Pastor Noel. Tell Pastor T to go to Alagbado. Call. That's how the call comes sometimes. On MTN. But watch the people he called. He justified when they respond to the call. They begin to walk in justification righteousness, and we are talking about the fruit of it because the gift has been given to everybody. And those that he justified, that begin, you see, it's a flow because there's a plan and there's a process. Those that he justified, he also glorified. So when the call came and Pastor T responded and was justified, the barrenness that Pastor T had been suffering, he was now glorified out of it. And 10, 12 years later, the chains of barrenness is broken over Pastor T's life. Who knows whether Pastor T will still be barren today if it did not flow with God's plan. We don't know. But what we know is this. Pastor T used to be barren. The call came. He responded and triggered justification and glorification. And once Pastor T was barren and now he's no longer barren. Can I hear a loud amen? Tap your neighbor and say, God has a plan for your life. That's a father. I have a plan for my children. You will be a rascal father not to have a plan for your children. All of them. I am saving money for their education. Can I ask my financial... It's part of what we're going to talk about next month. Connecting the dots, dots between romance and finance. That dot is broken in many people's life. And because of that, the romance is not flowing very well because the finance is not being done very well. Plan. Know that if God is your father, he has a plan for your life. Learn to follow the plan. How do I know? Pray. That's your pursuit this month. Alignment to divine plan. The more aligned you are, and you will know it. You see, those that he called the justified, the, the, the manifestation will be there. The, the ultimate is glorification, promotion, elevation. 
All things working for your good. The previous verse, you, you, we'll study that later. Verse 28. Number two. God's position, I've mentioned this before, but I want to drill down it a bit more, is God's disposition towards you. Say that with me this morning. God's position is God's disposition towards me. Pastor T, what do you mean? Look at this text, 1 Timothy 5, 8. Remember, God is your father. That's what we are looking at. Let that settle in your spirit and understand what that means. It means there's a plan of God for my life. That I need to align with. And as I do that, things will begin to work better and better for me. Number two, it means this. Look at 1 Timothy 5 and 8. If anyone does not provide for his own, Pastor T doesn't provide for Nifemi and his wife, Pastor Inda, and his children. Pastor T doesn't provide for Oriofe. And especially those of his household. And we can extend this to church. That's why it's not allowed in this church for anybody to be going hungry. God has given us five things, and it's a faith project, but God can afford it. Can I have a loud amen? amen? This is part of, I don't know about you, this is part of my own household, my spiritual household. The way I provide for my biological children as a father, I should provide, this is God's disposition. I mean, this is God's position. Why? It's scripture. The scriptures are God's position, the word of God. I should provide, I should provide for my spiritual household. Especially those of that soul, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. KJV says infidel. So God's position is God's disposition. If God's position is that every man should provide for his household, it means God's disposition towards you that God has provided for you. God will be an unbeliever and an infidel. And how many know that God is not an unbeliever and an infidel? If he doesn't provide for his children. Lift your hands this morning again and say, I take the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. Somebody say, I take healing. Say, I take provision. Children's bread. There is no day of your life that God has not provided for you. God's position is God's disposition towards us. So what God is doing for Pastor T today, this 21st day of January 2018, is that God is providing for Pastor T. What to eat, what to wear, Including the sermon to preach. I hope you know that's where I get the sermons from. Provides. He will not be a good father if he doesn't provide for his own. Because his, his, his position in scripture is that every father should provide for his household. Number three thoughts. Let this thought sink into you. Don't think and live like an orphan. Look at me. This is where many people make mistake. Living as if they don't have a father. Talking as if they don't have a father. Believing as if they don't have a father. Acting as if they don't have a father. Stop that. Let these things that we are sharing with you, these good things we are sharing with you, renew your thinking. I have a father that will never ever fail me. I have a father that will never ever fail me. Jesus is my father. Rock of ages. Sir, if you have to sing that song one million times, particularly when you are going through the valley of the shadow of death, you better sing it all. When the rent is due, the school fees is due, the children are hungry, 
and there's nothing to present to the landlord, to the teacher, and to the dining table, what should you do? I have a father that will never... You sing it up. In fact, let me tell you this. Before the rent is due, and the school fees is due, and the meal is due, learn to think and sing. I have a father. That's what you should do. Stop living like an orphan. And don't outgrow being a child of God. Yes, you will father yourself. And I can guarantee you, you will never do a good job like God. John 14, 18, I will not leave you orphans. The KJV said, I will not leave you comfortless. You know why many times we Christians experience discomfort? We have not learned to think and live like children of God. Or I can say it this way. The more you renew your thinking and develop your mind to understand these three things, just these three thoughts I've shared with you, and live your life that way, the more comfort from God you will experience in your life. Glory be to God. Okay. Let these things renew your mind. Let them renew your mind. There's a plan for my life. Provides for me. I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. God gives us gifts. That's what that text said. Good gifts and good things. Let me show you a few things here. And I begin to close this morning. James 1.17, we've read it over and over again. Every good gift and every perfect gift. So it's not just good gifts, perfect gifts. And I distinguish them the other time. They come from above. Say with me, I receive good gifts and perfect gifts from above. Look at Ephesians 2.8. By grace you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. When did the gift of God start being introduced into my life when I got born again? The moment I made that sinner's prayer and I surrendered my life to Jesus and I welcomed him into my heart, the gifts of God started coming into my life. Salvation is a gift. It is the gift of God. Ephesians 4, 7 and 8. Please, if you are not familiar with these scriptures, take them down. And you will see why you need to take them down at the end of the sermon. James 1, 17 is the first text. Ephesians 2 is the second one. Ephesians 4, 7 and 8. But to each one of us, help me look to your neighbor, at your neighbor left and right. Say, that includes you. I will say to you again, the only people that don't enjoy this are the people that disqualify themselves. To each one of us, not just to Pastor T and Reverend K and the pastors and the brothers that have big gifts in church. Each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Everyone that is a part of God's family was measured the gifts of Christ through the supply of grace. Somebody shout good gifts. 
And then he said, therefore he says, verse 8, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. He gave gifts to men. He gave gifts to men. How many men? Each one of us. He gave gifts to men. Now, that was a quote from Psalm 68, verses 18 and 19. Learn anytime you study Ephesians 4, 7, and 8. Look, when the Bible quotes Bible, that is amazing. Ephesians 4, 7 was quoting Psalm 68, verse 18. If you're a Bible student, go and read the original text. Sometimes they leave out certain things because what they are emphasizing is different. So what Paul was emphasizing Ephesians for, specifically Paul was even emphasizing ministry gifts. But ministry gifts is just a subclass of all the gifts God gives us. They all run under the same principle. God gives us all manner of gifts. Somebody say every good gift and every perfect gift. So Paul's emphasis in Ephesians 4 was ministry gifts. That God gives you a pastor. God gives you an apostle. God gives you a prophet. God gives you an evangelist. God gives you a teacher. Ask your neighbor, have you received your own? That's another message for another day. But let me drop it here. Some people don't receive their gifts. So when Pastor T talks, they don't listen. That's why their life is like that. I'm telling you the truth. I don't joke with anything Reverend K says. When he says jump, I say how high. And if he says two meters, I try to give him three meters. At least I try. Why? It's a gift from God to me. Sent him a message at the beginning of the year. Appreciating him. I'm grateful to God for my life. I looked at my life. I knew how it was before I met him and now it is after. Thank God though. Privilege to be your son. And he sent me a message back. He said, it's a delight to watch over you. Gift. You need to know your gifts. And receive. A gift you don't receive cannot help you, sir. So, Paul was focusing on ministry gifts here. But Psalm 68 wasn't talking about ministry gifts. Psalm 68 was talking about gifts generally. So, there are some things Paul left out in um, Ephesians that David mentioned in Psalm 68. Go to Psalm 68. Verse 18. You have ascended on high, which is what Paul quoted in verse 8. You led captivity captive. You received gifts among men. More other transitions. In fact, look at it. David said you received gifts. Paul interpreted it as you gave gifts. Psalm 68 wrote you received gifts, but the, the revelation is that you gave gifts. The Bible is the best interpreter of the Bible. So it's not like God is receiving from us. Let, side note, when God tells you to give an offering, God is not receiving from you. God is giving to you. He's giving you an opportunity. Oh, praise God. The news is coming. Let me quickly finish my sermon. <laughs> you receive this among men. Watch this. Look at what Paul did not say. Even the rascals. David said that. Even the rebellious. God didn't exclude the people that have not been praying. Hmm? God did not exclude the people that have not been fasting. Talk to me, somebody. God did not exclude the people that come to church late. <laughs> I had to go there. I mean, <laughs> service is now 8 o'clock. Some people are still thinking service is 9.30. And all the other rascal behaviors that some people have. Even the rascals have gifts. Say with me, each one of us. Now, that is not to encourage your rascality. 
That's to show you that I love you. Even when you were unlovable, I still loved you. When you were a sinner, Christ died for you. Hallelujah. But watch, watch what Paul did not say. So he said, even the rebellious that God may dwell there. You see, this is the difference between God and Donald Trump. Donald Trump wants to exclude everybody that is not bringing value to America. In fairness, it's not that he's really a bad guy. He's just a man. But you see, God is bigger than men. Whether you add value or don't add value, God will still love you. So Donald Trump doesn't want people from the S countries to come. He only wants people from Norway to come. Norway that has better education than America. Someone said, why would Norwegians come to your country? But someone said, why would Norwegians come to your own S country? Now, to, to Norwegians, America is an S country. So Donald Trump wants to exclude certain people. But God doesn't exclude anybody. So he said that God may dwell there. So that you cannot run between God and Donald Trump. They are not mates. Hallelujah. That he may dwell there. He gave everybody a gift. Everybody. Then verse 19 now says, Blessed be the Lord. Look at what Paul did not say. Quoting the same text because his focus was different. But don't lose it. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Even the God of our salvation. Selah. There is a gift for you today. There was a gift for you yesterday. There will be a gift for you tomorrow. Really, there are gifts for you today. There were gifts for you yesterday. There will be gifts for you tomorrow. Can I tell you something amazing? There are gifts for you in this service. Lift your hands and receive them by faith in the name of Jesus. Daily. Watch that word. They are loaded up with benefits. Not small gift too. All manner of gifts. This salmon is a gift. This anointing is a gift. This pastor is a gift. This church is a gift. Your wife is a gift. Your husband is a gift. Your children are gifts. Your car is a gift. Your job is a gift. The breath you breathe is a gift. Your life is a gift. Your bread gifts. Receive them. Glory be to God. And not only does he give us gifts, he gives us good things. I love Romans 8, 28. So we read 29 to 30 when we are talking about the fact that a father means God, your father means God has a plan for you. 28 says we know that all things work together for good for those that love God. All things work together. That's amazing. So even when Satan comes to plague your life with barrenness, there is a way God can work things together for your good that at the end of the day, it will work out for your good. I'm glad we went through those years of the ordeal with Barin. And now, then it didn't look glad. But that's God. Good gifts and good things. The psalmist said in Psalm 1971, it is good that I was afflicted. I know what he's talking about. That I may learn your statutes. I learned so many things going through those, that challenge that I probably would not have known. If God didn't allow the challenge to come. It's part of the good things God gives us. Pastor, if all these things are true, why am I not seeing them? I will tell you why. There's something to do with gifts. You are to receive them. That's why. Understand that the supply is always there. 
you now start working on the receiving end. And keep working it and working it and working it and working it until you begin to see them and enjoy them. Don't give up the week you don't see them or the month you don't see them or the year we don't see them or else you will die with that HIV. Thank God for that woman. She's now restored. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And thank God for testimonies. Thank God she was in church when the testimony was shared. That testimony reawakened her faith. And now we are using that testimony to encourage everybody else. Receive your gifts. Number one, under this, realize that Romans eleven twenty nine, 29, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. What God has given, he never takes back. So the gifts of 2015 are still there. Glory to God. The gifts of 2016 and 2017 are still there. Yesterday's gifts are still there. Last week's gifts are still there. There's so much you have to receive. You're going to be receiving forever and ever and ever and ever. And then Paul taught Timothy some amazing things. 2 Timothy 1.6. This is what to do. Therefore, I remind you. Again, Paul was talking about ministry gifts here and specifically ministry gifts that were imparted. But watch the principle he taught. If it works for ministry gifts, it will work for your daily bread gifts. It will work for your health gifts. There are some underlying general principles because they are all gifts. I remind you. That's what I'm doing this morning. Came to remind someone that healing is the children's bread. God has given you healing. I came to remind someone that God makes daily bread available. God has given you provision. God has provided for your rental. God has provided for your children's school fees. God has provided for your vacation. Wherever you want to travel to. Richly gives us all things to enjoy. Including things we can enjoy. God has provided for your housing. God has provided for your car. God has provided. Can I hear a loud amen? So Paul told him, I remind you. You see, we have to remind people. People forget. And rather than positioning themselves and doing, they say, what Paul said there, we are going to use it, doing what Paul said there to receive the gifts, they don't do it. They now start fejeroning life. May that never be your story in Jesus' name. Say, rather than fejeron my life, lift your hands and say, I receive my gifts. Somebody claimed that revelation this very moment. Rather than fejeron my life, Fejeron for international audience means running life with the arm of flesh. I receive the gifts of grace. Look at what he told him. 2 Timothy 1.6 Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of hands. So again, talking about ministry gifts, we, that's why we ordain people and, and, and pray for them. In that process of ordination and other times of laying of hands, we impart gifts. But for you to enjoy, receive, manifest, walk in the gifts, you must do something. You must stir them up. Many people don't stir up their gifts. That's why it's no evidence. Those three things I said at the beginning of my message, consciously reminding yourself, God has a plan for my life. God has a provision for my life. I am not an orphan. 
See, look how we taught him to stir the gifts up. One way is prayer. That's where you would default to. But look at how we taught him to do it, to stir up the gifts. First Timothy 4, verse 14 and 15. This is the key. This is what somebody needs to start doing, particularly if you have not been doing it. And if you have been doing it, do it better. The beginning of this year. So that the good gifts and the good things of your good, good father can be evident in your life. Can I hear a loud amen? Tap someone to your left and to your right and say, stay up the gift, stay up the gift, stay, 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 stay. Oh, someone is not hearing us yet. If you need to give that neighbor an elbow, give, because somebody is not hearing what I'm saying yet, oh. In fact, elbow the eye, maybe that will make the person wake up. We give them bandage after, or we pray healing over them. Stay up the gifts. Why should you have a provision of daily bread and be hungry? Why? Why should you have a provision of healing and be sick? Let me hear someone declare, I will never be sick on that day in my life. What do I do to stir up the gifts? Are you in 1 Timothy 4? Are you still with me this morning? Rise up on your feet. We are closing. We are closing. Verse 14. Do not neglect the gifts. So that's step one. Don't leave this service and forget everything I've taught you. Or by March, you can't remember what I taught you. For some of you, this is not the first time you're hearing this kind of sermon. No, is it the second time or the third time? But it's not yet a part of your life. You're neglecting the gift. Do not neglect the gift that was given to you by prophecy and laying of hands from the eldership. Again, Paul's focus was ministry. Timothy was his son in the ministry. But I want you to say that, look, underlying principle is it's still gifts. So I'm saying to you, don't neglect the gift that God gave you at your salvation. Don't neglect the daily load of benefits. Some of you go through your day, your week, your month. You don't consciously thank God for your daily You should pray Psalm 68 verse 18 and 19 until it's a part of your life like that shirt you are wearing. Don't neglect the gift. One thing to do. Tap your neighbor say, this is what to do. Stir up the gift, how? By not neglecting it. Okay, pastor, how do I not neglect it? Look at the next verse. This is what to do. Meditate on these things. That's why I gave you those three thoughts. God is my father. It means there's a plan. Meditate on there's a plan of God for my life. Open Jeremiah 29, 11 and Romans 8, 29 and 30 and think. Mutter it to yourself. Reflect upon it. Say it when you rise up. Say it when you go to bed. And every time in between. Meditate on these things. This revelation of a good father that gives good gifts and good things and has great plans. Meditate on these things. The problem is not God's side. Examine yourself. Have you been meditating? That's what God told us last year. You mean to tell me you meditated and these things did not appear in your life? You know, meditation is not on my list. I stopped at five. Joshua 1 8. This book of laws is not a part of your mind. You need to meditate day and night that you may know what to do and you will make your way prosperous. You mean to tell me you meditated and your way become, did not become prosperous? 
I can't teach you. I, I only focus on five, but throw this one in if you want number six. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. That's the fine print. I taught you about fine prints on Wednesday. Ah, I meditate, sir. Eh, it's not just meditate. Give yourself entirely to them. You give yourself more to premiership than you give yourself to scriptures. That's why your life is like this. You know more about Champions League than you know about what we are talking about this morning. Fine prints. Why people don't fly? Look, they don't read the fine prints. And flight requires, this is how I told you at the crossover. God has given me a more perfect word now. I said on decimation. The, the word I, I, is precision. Flight requires precision. Precision doesn't come if you don't give yourself entirely. Give yourselves entirely to them. That in 2018, your progress may be evident to all. By the grace of God, I've been doing this thing to a measure in the last 10, 12 years of my life. My progress is evident to all. I'm no longer barren. Progress is evident to all. I have a good father. Say that with me this morning. He gives me good gifts and good things. And he has a great plan for my life. A better tomorrow. What I am to do is to receive the gifts by stirring them up through the process of meditation. That's the summary of the sermon. Did you get it? Are you sure? Say that with me again. I have a good father. A good, good father that gives good gifts and good things. And all I'm to do is to receive these things by stirring them up through the process of meditation. Tap seven people around you, preach a sermon to them, meditate, 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 meditate. On the word, on the promises of God. Think about it. Ah, I don't know what meditate is. Go and Google it. I don't have time to teach meditation this morning. <laughs> Praise God. If you don't know what meditate is, go and Google it. You will see one thing or two there that you can start doing. Then when we come to KTI, we teach you the rest. Lift up your hands to heaven. Give him praise this morning. Receive your good gifts. Receive your good gifts. Come on, receive them. 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 Daily load of benefits. The only people that don't enjoy them are those that disqualify themselves. Receive your own this morning. Receive yours this morning. The only people that don't enjoy them are those that disqualify themselves. Say with me, I don't disqualify myself. By faith, I receive what grace offers. We believe and then we receive. Receive your good gifts. Do what Jabez did. They named him a boy that causes pain. He prayed to God that God that I may not cause pain. So he turned around the, the, reverse, the, the problem. And the Bible said God granted him his request. Somebody receive a grant from God this morning in that area that has been a limiting factor for you. If you are sick in your body, receive healing right now. You are broken your bank account, receive pro provision right now. There's no joy in your soul. Receive the joy of the Lord right now. Receive. 
They named me pain. Jabez said, Lord, let your hand be upon me that I may not cause pain any longer. Somebody say, Lord, let your hand be upon me that I will not be sick any longer. And you receive that healing. Lord, let your hand be upon me that I will not be broke any longer. And you receive that provision. Lord, let your hand be upon me that I will not be depressed any longer. And you receive the joy of the Lord that is your strength. Receive your good gifts. Come on, receive it. It's available. Falling down like rain. <laughs> say, cloud swirling among us. We receive the rain. Receive the good gifts. Daily load of benefits. I take my own for today. Listen to me, church. This is one of my major... This is why I never had a bad... I've, I've not had one in over 10 years. I have installed receiving my daily load of benefits. If I get to heaven and I say, Pastor T, you have prayed that prayer one million times, you have meditated on it one million times, I will not be shocked. Meditated on it. Daily load of benefits. Entirely. My progress is evident to all. Hallelujah. One more minute. Leave those hands. Receive your own. Somebody can start a new journey today if you're interested. Or recontinue your journey. Maybe you started before and you got off track. Come back on the road. Come on, receive, receive, receive. Leave those hands one more time. One more time. Lift them up to heaven. Lift them up to heaven. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. Lift them up. And in one minute, receive your good gifts again. Claim them. Claim your healing. Claim your provision. Claim your open door. Claim your new level. Claim your elevation. Gifts raining down on us. And we now know what to do to keep enjoying them. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We receive your provision this morning for one and for all we declare we'll never be the same again in the name of jesus hallelujah high five your neighbor to your left and to your right tell them better days are here tell them better and greater things are here and then you can be seated in god's presence the preceding message was brought to you by king's word everywhere nigeria we are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.